Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Joe Apfelbaum about building and sustaining meaningful workplace relationships. Joe Apfelbaum, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, John. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm super excited to explore together the importance of workplace relationships and networking more generally, and really how do we go about building and sustaining meaningful workplace relationships? Uh, we, we all know that relationships are important. Business is about relationships. And if we want to be successful in career and in life, we have to have them. Uh, yet we also know that the, the level of interpersonal connectivity uh, seems to be on the downward trend, uh, and not just because of social isolation during the pandemic, but pre-pandemic, um, that this was definitely a trend as well. And there was a recent study that came out, it was heartbreaking, but it's, it, it said something to the effect of 20% of all Gen Z individuals in the workforce said, reported that they didn't even have a single friend um, in, in real life. And that's, that's again, heartbreaking. So we, we know that the, there's so many good reasons to build and develop relationships um, in, in the connection to mental health and, and physical well-being and all these things. Um, and that can happen in your personal life, at home, and your communities. But we spend so much of our day in the workplace that it's only natural that we should foster uh, meaningful relationships that don't even serve a business utility, but are just meaningful relationships uh, because we're social animals. We can do that in the workplace. So this is all what we're going to be exploring and unpacking together today. As we get started, I wanted to share Joe's bio with everybody. Joe Apfelbaum is the CEO and founder of Ajax Union, a business-to-business digital marketing agency in Brooklyn, New York. Joe is a business strategist, LinkedIn expert, and certified Google trainer. He enjoys speaking and writing about digital marketing, professional networking, and personal development in his seminars, webinars, and articles. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in further? I used to be afraid of networking. I don't know if you know this about me. Now I do a lot of networking. I wrote, I published my fifth book, High Energy Networking, but I actually was afraid of networking and I didn't know that I had that fear. I just thought I was a person that just wasn't networking friendly, you know, maybe a little introverted. And what I learned was that networking is a very, very powerful approach. And it really changed my life because growing up, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I wasn't a person that wasn't clicks or anything like that. And I had a lot of insecurities around building relationships, not really understanding what relationships were. And networking really helped me get out of those. So even if you're not in a business development role, and I wasn't in a business development role for most of my career, 
networking has helped me be able to really figure out who I am myself as well and what I value and my relationships. So I just want to tell people, it's like we're talking about networking in the workplace. I used to be the type of person that didn't really understand networking. So this could be really beneficial to those that maybe haven't networked in the past or aren't comfortable with going to networking events or even you know, the word networking could be a little dirty sometimes for some people like, oh, no, 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 I don't network. I, I don't need a network. I'm an accountant or I'm a I'm a VP of operations or whatever. But the truth is everything that ever came good in my life came from relationships. Even if those relationships didn't last, you know, even though my marriage didn't last, I still have five beautiful kids. Even though my friendships didn't necessarily last, the ones that I built through networking, not all of them lasted. But through those friendships, I still have a piece of that person with me. I still have growth. I still have cross-pollination. I still have new ideas, new experiences, and the ability that I, and the knowledge and the ability knowing that I've added value to other people through my relationships and being very intentional in the future for building relationships. So I'm excited about having this conversation, especially for people who don't really have a lot of experience with building relationships and networking and, th- and seeing those peer-to-peer relationships that we have in the workplace as opportunities for us to be able to move our own personal goals and our goals related to the organization that we're part of forward. Yeah, yeah, well said. And I, I'm one of those people too, especially if we're talking about networking events. I'm more introverted. I With a smaller group of people, uh, people that I know and I'm comfortable with, I, I come out of my shell more. But but, you know, in, the, in a large room with lots of people, especially when everyone's vying for everyone's attention, I don't want to fight for attention. I don't want to try to get someone to, to um, talk to me uh, if I really have no connection with them. And so I'd felt that discomfort as well in the past. And, and certainly networking can be these big networking events, but that's not all that networking is, is it? So that, I mean, that's what comes to people's minds. Usually (laughs) they think about, you know, their time in college when they went to networking events or they went to career fairs, or they think about that big uncomfortable business meeting where they're expected to go around and, uh, you know, make the rounds and shake hands and glad hand everyone. And, and, and certainly that's the kind of networking that a lot of people are quite uncomfortable with some, some aren't, Um, But why don't you unpack that a little bit for us and tell us more about some of the different types and forms of networking so we can get past the kind of dirty word of networking. Yeah, so I I wrote this book, High Energy Networking, and in chapter 22, I write there are three types of networks you should consider building relationships with. So networking is not only for like business development or, you know, stuff like that. You can have an operational network, a personal network, and a strategic network. And I think that there's a Harvard Business Review article about the different types of networks that exist. And ultimately, if you have an operational network, it will help you operate in life better. If you have a personal network, those are people that you might consider friends and it'll help you with your own personal development and expanding your context based on your hobbies. And then there's a strategic network, which I think is what you're talking about when you talk about these big networking events is having strategic networks that help you develop business or get access or get a new position You know, most people say, when I need to network, that's when I'll network. And you're probably, if you're sitting under the shade of a tree today, it's probably because somebody planted that tree a really long time ago. I think Warren Buffett used that analogy. You know, you have to build your network way before you need it. Building a network is like bamboo. 
Bamboo, you don't start building when you need the bamboo. You plant it three, four, five years before, and you water it every single day for many years, and then you don't see anything grow. And then suddenly, five years into it or four years into it or whenever it, whatever it grows, it'll grow 40 feet in like a few weeks, in a matter of weeks. It'll grow very, very quickly and suddenly. And that's how relationships work in general. So understanding the different types of relationships that you're building at work and understanding that your workplace is actually a network, just like your family's a network and your extended family's a network, just like maybe you're the religious institution that if you're religious and you're part of an institution like a church, a synagogue, or ma, uh, any of those areas, you might have the ability to have those networks help you in your life. But often at work, people are like, business is business. I don't get personal at work. But the truth is life is personal. Life is personal. And so understanding that if you're in a room with 100 people, you're only going to connect with about 30% of them. And that's okay too. You're not, being a networker, it doesn't mean you have to resonate with every human being in the world. You just have to be able to resonate with enough people and expand your network where it's not just with your best bud that you're sitting next to all the time. It's maybe with the person down the hall. Maybe it's with the gatekeeper when you walk into the door. Maybe it's with the person that opens the door for you or the person that cleans the floors. Those people have a network. Every human being has 250 people in their life that they come in contact with at some point in their life. And you never know who you can tell your personal goals to, which will actually walk you in the door of your next opportunity, of the next change in your life. Even if you're going through a divorce or you're going through a relationship change, I found my best relationships through my networks, through building relationships with people, not through dating apps. So, you know, for, for people that need jobs, your best job is going to come, your next position is going to come, not from you, you know, posting your resume online and hoping for the best. It's going to come from the people that know you, like you, and trust you. So making sure that you know who those people are, making sure that you have a plan for staying top of mind with them. Here's a simple tip. Use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the largest professional social network in the world. And many of us are afraid to connect with our colleagues on LinkedIn. We don't even do that. We're like, oh my God, make, go through the list of all the company members that are there and just connect with all of them on LinkedIn. And if they don't accept it, it's probably because they didn't log in because 60% of people are not even logging into LinkedIn. So you can tap them on the shoulder and say, I connected with you on LinkedIn. If you're open to connecting with me, I'd love to be your connection. And maybe we can chat about how we can support each other. If you're posting content on LinkedIn and they're posting content on LinkedIn, you can support each other's content. You can leave each other recommendations on LinkedIn if you're, if you're working together and have something nice to say about each other. Or maybe you don't have something nice to say, you have something neutral to say about each other. <laughs> you don't want to write a negative recommendation about someone who's annoying. And it's okay. You know, 70% of the people in your workplace, you're not necessarily going to get along to. So there are going to be the sports, news, and weather types of relationships. There are five levels to a relationship. There's a person who's just a contact. Maybe you just wave at them. <laughs> Maybe it's your like boss or somebody who you don't have a relationship with. You just wave at them. You're not even going to get drinks with them at the company party. Then there's a person that you'll have drinks with. You'll spend 15 minutes with them chatting, but it's just about the news, sports, and weather. You're not talking about you know your personal problems, your goals, or anything. They say, how are you? You say, great, and you move on. And you ask them, how are you? What's the weather like? And that's it. And, and you, who won the Super Bowl? Whatever. And then there's the one that's a little bit deeper, the relationship. Someone who you're trying to proactively build a relationship with. Maybe you'll have lunch with them. 
Maybe you'll know what their favorite candy is. Maybe you'll know about their personal life, about their kids, but not necessarily private things. They don't know private things about you. You don't know private things about them, but you know a little personal. You, maybe you know their dog's name. Maybe you know certain things that people would know about them. You look, you're connected on social media and you would definitely have lunch with them. You would spend 30 minutes to an hour with them, but not more than that. And then there's the people who will become friends. That's the next level. That's level four. Level four is someone who you're like, I really like this person and you want to go to dinner with them. And after dinner, you want to get drinks with them. And those are people who you turn from relationships into friends because you have a lot of common hobbies. Maybe you guys will go hiking together. Maybe you'll run a marathon together. You'll do something a little more than just work together. And those are the people where, you know, it's a smaller percentage of the people that are going to be around you are going to become friends, but you still have a substantial amount of friends. And then there are people who are really like a buddy, like a partner, somebody that you invite to your family, someone that you invite to your house, someone that you know when their birthday is, and you actually buy them a gift. You don't just write them a handwritten card, but you actually buy them a gift. Someone who's like a partner, who you know their, you, you know their secrets, you know their life, they know your life. You can only have a handful of those people. And sometimes some of your friends will become partners. Sometimes some of your relationships will, sp will skip the friend zone, will go right into the partner zone. And so there are different levels to our relationships and know where people stand. And sometimes people move from the different levels. But even thinking about this, is a whole nother level. Even having this context, this idea is a whole nother level of relationship building because networking is not just about tell me what you need and I'll tell you what I need and we'll help each other. You can add value to someone's life just by existing in their life. Suicide rates go down when you say hello to people. This is the truth. When you ask somebody, how are you, how are you doing today? Even if they say fine and it's a sports news and weather, the fact that you interacted with another human will make it less likely for them to want to end their life because they'll find meaning in that. People find meaning in relationships. People find meaning in relating. We are a social human beings. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. When you have a relation with somebody, it's always in the now. It's not, I have a relationship with you in a month. <laughs> Relationships only happen in the present. And so if me and you have a relationship, if we're in love, we're in love now, not in the future. Now we fell in love once because love is not a hole you fall into. Love is something that you do, something that's active, something that you feel. 
Feelings happen now. It's not, I'll be angry in two weeks. You don't schedule anger. <laughs> anger either happens or doesn't happen. Love is either happening or it's not happening. You can create it by having the right intention and by manifesting it, but it's something that's happening in the now, in the be, not in the do, not in the fix, but in the be, in the be zone. And so I want you to be with people. I want you to first be with yourself too. In my book, in the beginning of the book, I talk about how to find yourself, how to figure out your own personal brand. And it has to do with your strengths, your weaknesses, has to do with your personal values, figuring out your, your, the things that frustrate you and why they frustrate you, figuring out your wounds as a child and why are you attracted chemically to certain people. Whether it's men or women, you're attracted to certain people. You really like certain people chemically. And it's because... They fulfill one of your childhood wounds. It's not necessarily a sexual thing. It's, a, it's a, just a relational thing. It has to do with the relationships we had with our siblings and with our parents and with our friends. And people have hurt us in the past. You know, all of us have been hurt. Even if we've been loved too much, some people call that smothering. If we've been neglected, oh, they hated us. They stonewalled us. They abandoned us. And so we all have, you know, no matter what has happened in our life, whether we have a lot of money or we grew up poor or whatever it is, or we grew up mainstream or middle class or whatever it is, everybody has a wound. And those wounds make us stronger. We could either suffer and not want to be in the situation that we're in, or we can just enjoy the pain and realize that pain equals growth. And complacency and doubt, that's what causes us to kind of stagnate and eventually die. So I want you to thrive instead of survive. And to do that, you got to get to know yourself and build relationships with other people. I love it, man. There's so much you just said there is wonderful. And we could spend a really long time unpacking. Um, But I love how you identify the different types of relationships that we have, uh, as well as the different types of networking that we might be engaged in. Uh, Because like you said, we don't need everyone to fit all of those different types of relationships or the different types of networking that we might uh, find ourselves involved in. Um, and I have to admit, like, I, I long for um, deep relationships. And so, you know, I, maybe that's something about me being more introverted. Like, I, I don't really enjoy making small talk with people. I enjoy connecting with people and saying hi, smiling and letting them know, like, I care about you, but I don't want to just make small talk. I would rather share of myself and have them share of themselves and connect at a deeper level. But that's me, like, and other people aren't that way. And so there's only some people I'm going to connect with that way. And that's okay. And, and I don't need everyone to be that kind of a a relationship with me. Um, And, and other people have their own kind of needs, their desires, uh, what, kind of the gaps in their social um, uh, and and psychological well-being where they want and need those things to be uh, met and filled. And and people have different bandwidth for how they can maintain relationships. You know, some people have, like you said, there's only so many really deep friendships you can have uh, with with people where your buddies or partners and, and such. And you just don't have the time and energy to to have more than maybe that small handful of people that fit that um, mold for you. And, and just because someone maybe doesn't have room in their life to fit you in uh, into that kind of a deep type of relationship doesn't mean they don't value you. And it doesn't mean they don't care about you or that they don't want to be your friend and don't want to be connected with you. And so sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes it's just, you know, stage of life. There's all these different things. 
And we just need to learn to kind of go with the flow, be present with people when we're with them and, and follow the cues, you know, around what's, what's going to make for the type of relationship they need and you need. Have you heard of the British anthropologist, Robin Dunbar? Have you ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. And in, um, you know, he was born in June, 1947, and he came up with this interesting concept and he was looking at primates and human beings and trying to figure out how many relationships can a human being actually have? He did a whole study on how many relationships can you actually have? And it turns out that the average human being, the average human being can only have about 150 relationships. That's the max number of relationships that a person can maintain at, at any given time. Now, are there people that can maintain 1,500? Yes. But the average person can only maintain 150 relationships, stable relationships in their life. And so the idea is that our brain can't maintain so many, so many people. So don't feel embarrassed if you don't have, you know, more than a handful of friends because you're not going to be able to maintain more than, than that amount of people in your life. And some people have the desire to go deeper and some people have the desire to go wider and that's okay. Not everyone that you're going to go deeper with will go deep like you are, but people mirror each other. So if you go to somebody and you start sharing some things that are a little bit deeper, they're going to be deeper with you automatically. People will mirror your level of depth. So because you're the type of guy, John, that wants to go deeper with people, you go deeper with me. I'll go deeper with you. You tell me about your challenges. I'll tell you about mine. But if we're just doing sports news and weather, that's okay. Sports news and weather is totally fine. Um, so what I always tell people is know where you're at and know what you want. Here's something, a big insight while you were talking, this idea popped into my head is often when people are dating, they're building social relationships for marriage or for a partnership. They often don't even know what they want. They don't, they don't even know what they want. They're kind of just like looking, they're like, let me see what's out there so I can figure out what I want with networking. The best way for you to build relationships that are meaningful is to know what you want. John, you know you want to go deep. So you're actually on the search for some deep people, from people that are willing to go deep with you. Once you know what you want, it's much more likely for you to find those people. And everybody craves relationships based on where they are. Ultimately, we have to figure out who we are. That's why it's so important to figure out ourselves and to do the personal development work. Because once we figure out what ourselves, we'll figure out what we crave. I like free-spirited people. I like people that are into comedy. I like people that are open-minded, that are not so judgmental. I like people that have high energy. That's why I wrote the whole high-energy book series, because I want to attract my tribe. Somebody's like, Joe, don't write high-energy, because then you're not going to be able to attract all the people that are low-energy. And I was like, I don't even want to attract low-energy people. I want people that are attracted to my high-energy, and I'm attracted to their high-energy. That's, the, that's what I appreciate. That doesn't mean that people that are lower-energy shouldn't read my books. Yes, read the books. But my point is, I know what I'm looking for, and I didn't always know what I was looking for. And when you know what you're looking for, it's much more likely for you to find it instead of just kind of swimming around. They say a person without a goal is like a ship without a rudder. Eventually, it's going to hit the rocks. So instead of hitting rock bottom, instead of hitting the rocks, know where you're going, have a plan. Even if it's not a major plan, say, I'd like to add five new relationships in 2022 that are deeper, that are more meaningful and then write the qualifications for what you're looking for, and then look at your own workplace, look at your vendors, look at your clients, look at the associates, look at your peers, and you're gonna find people that fit into that criteria, and if you intentionally set up meetings with them, 
and get to know them and ask them really good questions and listen and you're there for them and you spend time with them and you have experiences with them. I once asked the Navy SEAL, I said, how do you build trust? Because in the SEALs, in the US Navy SEALs, you need to build trust because people are going into like these places are super dangerous, like Vietnam or Afghanistan, wherever they're going, you gotta trust each other big time with each other's lives. He said, Joe, the way that we build experience, the way that we build trust is through experiences. The way that we build trust is through experiences. That is powerful. When we have experiences with other people, we are actually building trust. Every experience that you have somebody, I remember I went on a road trip with a bunch of friends. We became so much closer during that road trip. One friend dropped out and said, forget about it, guys. I don't want to have anything to do with you. So it can go the other way too. But experiences help you redefine your relationship and help you go deeper and you know, ultimately figuring out what are the things that you like, your hobbies, what are the things that they like, their hobbies, and trying to find things that are alike will also help you be able to go deeper. I just posted something on LinkedIn. It's called um, the, Everyone Needs Five Hobbies. Because most of the time, you know, like especially entrepreneurs, they only have one hobby. They're like making money. But we have hobbies that make you money, hobbies that keep you in shape, hobbies that make you feel creative, hobbies that will build knowledge, and hobbies that will build your mindset. So there's lots of different types of hobbies. And if you do the, if you figure out which ones resonate with you and share that with your network, you're going to find other people that resonate. I recently started doing scuba diving. So it's a new hobby that I have. I have a whole new group of friends. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And another thing you said towards the beginning, and I just wanted to reiterate before we wrap up is it, you need to start developing these relationships now. Uh, because it takes time, it takes experiences, it takes trust. And so, you know, if, if I want a deep relationship, I have to start now. If I want uh, professional relationships that can help to pave the way for my next career move or opportunity, I need to start now. And when I look back at my own life, I can see pretty clearly that in most cases, the best things that have come to me in my life have come through relationships that maybe didn't pay quote unquote, immediate dividends, like relationships that I established 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and have fostered and have nourished for, for years or even decades. And then an opportunity arises that never would have come had I not fostered and really tried to sustain that relationship over time. So, so it's not, we don't need immediate gratification, uh, you know, in terms of like a new promotion, just because we reached out to this person on LinkedIn, or because we connected with someone at a networking event, or we're trying to, to become friends with people and on our team. Um, but over time, if you're committed to it, it will pay dividends. And it, clearly, the emotional, psychological benefits are clear in the immediate um, uh, future. But in the long term, there can be other really positive outcomes as well. Well, Joe, it has been a pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go, but before we close, I just wanted to give you the chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you and find out more about your work and then give us a final word on the topic for today. So if you want to connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's really easy to find my profile. All you got to do is go to joelinkedin.com. Click on the more button on my profile and hit connect. And in the note, let me know that you saw me on John's podcast. So this way I'll accept your connection requests. I'd love to learn more about you and connect with you. You can also find all my books on Amazon. You can just search high energy networking on Google and you can quickly find my books and get them. We have a really great course and coaching program on how to use LinkedIn. If you'd love to learn how to use LinkedIn to grow your business, please reach out to me. All my contact information is on my LinkedIn profile. 
You could find me at joelinkedin.com. I'd love to educate you and support you. And I'd love speaking to groups of people, like groups of teams on how to network and build relationships and use technologies like LinkedIn to be able to go deeper. One final word on the topic of networking, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So when you upgrade your network, you'll be actually upgrading your net worth. And one of the most important ways for you to upgrade your network and the average of the five people you spend the most time with is upgrading yourself. The more you read, the more you learn, the more you do personal development, the more aware you become, the better the people around you that you're surrounding yourself will become as well because they will also become more aware. They will also become more educated and you'll upgrade your network. And when you upgrade your network, you're upgrading yourself as well. So develop the skill of relationship building by building a deeper relationship with yourself. And ultimately that will also help all the people around you and you'll feel progress. Remember, progress equals happiness. And the one thing that I get the most from my relationships is joy and happiness because I see those relationships progressing, going deeper, and for sometimes going the opposite way, but that also makes me happy. So let's connect, let's build relationships, and let's take our life and our business to the next level. Thank you for having me, John. Wonderful, Joe. It has really been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Joe can do for you, check out his books. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. Ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace 
and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.